come on in. My name is Bill Tobin and this is your Restaurant Leadership 365 Flash Briefing for Tuesday, January 12th, 2021. Another factor contributing to our failures on New Year's Eve was that we were short-staffed. When we first opened Tiki's, we expected with our steps of service and our support staff that servers would be able to take three or four table sections. After we worked through our honeymoon, then the good servers would be allowed to handle up to six tables. It was as much a factor of how many individual guests they were serving as it was the time of the day and the guest expectations. Towards the end of a shift and as we were cutting sections, the closing servers or closers might take a few more tables because inevitably some or all of the final tables were not in a rush, listening to our live music and enjoying cocktails. Through the years, with our new point-of-sale systems and on the strength of a veteran service staff, we've relaxed the hard and fast rules of counting tables. Instead, we're more likely to rely on a manager's experience when cutting sections and their confidence in the staff they're working with on any given shift. On New Year's Eve, we opened up sections of the restaurant that we hadn't been using since before COVID. A large portion of our seating area is outside and then much of our dining room has an open air feeling due to large folding doors that we keep open throughout the year. Only a small portion of our restaurant feels like you're dining completely indoors and until New Year's Eve we hadn't been using those areas. But because we knew people would be happy just to get a reservation somewhere, we opened sections we hadn't used for some time. And finally, because our New Year's Eve menu was a set menu, prepaid when people made their reservations, we expected the server's job to be relatively easy. We thought that, except for taking drink orders or wine pairings, the server should have it pretty easy, so giving them bigger sections made sense. Unfortunately, our expectations were entirely wrong and the server's job was anything but easy that night. The course menu required extra trips to the kitchen, more explanations to the guest, and a clearer focus on what course the guest was on and what would be next. They were overwhelmed. To put them in the weeds even further, we had just switched point of sale systems a few months earlier and this was our first prefix meal. Until that night, no one was aware that the prepaid portion of the meal would have to be split off from the drinks and the wine pairings in order to close the check. So servers and managers were scrambling to figure out how to close tables so the next turns could get started. The perfect storm of all of this is that is what veteran servers have nightmares about. Timing was off, tables took longer than expected, checks were hard to close, and guests were upset. The next table would be sat late, and the nightmare would start over again. Many servers cried that night, and as an employer, we lost credibility, or at the very least, we withdrew from their emotional bank accounts. If there was any bright side to all of this, by the end of the night, the crew had bonded in a way that people do when they work through seemingly insurmountable challenges. They felt like they'd been through a battle together and survived. Your lesson for today? Overstaff for your big events with the expectation that extra hands are better than not enough. Now go make it happen. Do you have a comment or a tip for restaurant leaders? Text me at 808-201-0550 or find me at restaurantleadership365.com.
This is Bill Tobin. Thanks for coming in. See you tomorrow.